know. Y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of NTOPD Live, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the Professional SGL, coming at you live from Beaumont, Texas. TPSGL, why are you laughing? Because somebody just texted me. <laughs> oh, somebody just texted me a question. I'm like, why would you text? And I'm not going to blast them out, but why would you text me that? Anyway, listen, what, what was I saying? See, this is what I'm talking about. I done lost my whole train of thought. Hey, listen, so uh, before we get started tonight, hey, I want to let you all know about a product, okay? Um, and I'm going to do this again because I got to be honest, I wasn't prepared, but, and I totally forgot about this, but tonight's show is brought to you by Mason Jar, and we will post this in the comments. So uh, I used this lotion. I tried it out and uh it is phenomenal and this young lady uh started this because uh, i believe her children uh, uh one of her children had eczema and she found out a um a lotion to make that she makes that cures or that it i don't want to say it cures eczema but it helps with eczema so anyway i'll make sure and i got to make sure i bring that out right because this just threw me off and i wasn't prepared uh, to get that text message, but we will post that information tonight and I'll probably come back on sometime tomorrow, uh, at work and I'll talk about it even more. We'll have that website up for you. Listen, I'm telling you, y'all might want to go check this out. And I think that they will give away some, uh, some samples for individuals to try. And then you can, uh, uh, go and purchase yourself if you would like, but Hey, it's good. Uh, I'm almost, I'm almost through my trial, my, uh, my trial, uh, uh item so i need to get some more looking forward to it hey another thing so there's something brewing coming to fort bliss texas there is something brewing coming to fort bliss texas so if you're in the fort bliss area you remember the sisters in arms uh forum that was at fort hood uh from i'm hearing through the grapevine that it is supposed to be coming to fort bliss texas so if you're in fort bliss texas make sure you're paying attention to what's going on Coming to a, a, it's not going to be a theater. I don't know where it's going to be at, but coming to a location near you on, look at that, Jackie already said, yes. Okay, but yeah, it is coming to a theater near you. 
So, okay, there it is. Six October. Six October. Uh, they will be in the building at Fort Bliss, Texas. Hey, definitely uh looking forward to that. So uh mark your calendars for that. And then also, um, oh look at that, it is gonna be at the theater. What what I mean, well, Miss Jackie, I I tell you what, Miss Jackie, how about you hit me up on the inbox uh sometime this evening after the show, and then I'll get all the, the particulars. It's on first class green. I ain't heard all of these. Like, what's going on about thought we was Janina Simmons? Ask the muse. We we've been in the group chat. I ain't heard all the details. Let me stop before they get on here and start clowning me. But anyway, hey, listen. This guest here, this guest tonight, I don't know if you all seen it, but there was a there was a story that was written about this. Uh appreciate it. That was a story that was written about this young NCO. And I'm gonna tell you all when I when when my team brought the story to me, public relations advisor, she's doing a job. Shout out to first on April Collier. She brought it to me, and then uh Miss Veronica brought this story to me. And I was like, so when I read, I was like, hey, this might be um a good interview. So we got her on the show tonight. I'm super excited to sit here and talk to this young lady, just talking and kicking it with her in the green room. Listen, she has no idea about how this is about to go. But guess what? She's about to find out. JC, without further ado, go ahead and bring out tonight's guest, the one and only Sergeant Latanya Burns. Sergeant, how's it going? Hi. Hey, so check this out before you even start talking. We have a few icebreakers here at NCOPD Live that we like to play with our guests. Now, I was going to flip the script on you, but I decided not to do that. Now, before I explain to you the rules, I'm going to tell you something. Out of the history of NCOPD Live that we've been playing icebreakers, we have never had a guest come on the show and to decline to play the game. Now, you can make history tonight, and you can be the first guest to ever come on NCOPD Live and to decline not to play the icebreaker. So my first question to you is, do you wish to take this mission or do you wish to reject this mission? Come on, I'm ready for a challenge. That's what I like. NCOs don't hesitate. We make <laughs> it happen, right? Yes, absolutely. Good. So you know what? I had, I had three things that I was going to uh, ask you. So the name of the game that we're going to play tonight is called the five-second rule. And the way this goes is, is I am going to tell, I'm going to ask you to name me three of something. Okay. And you have five seconds to name those three items. You have to get it within five seconds or less. Now, the clock is going to start after I ask, ask after I ask you to name me those three items. So before we even get into that, we were talking in the background <clears throat> in the green room. And Sergeant Burns here, y'all, she is and well, she's kind of slowed down now, but she's an <laughs> avid Starbucks drinker. So you know me, the TPSGL. I'm full of surprises. So I am going to ask you something in relates to Starbucks. Okay. So name me three types of drinks, hot or cold, that you can get from Starbucks. Go. White chocolate mocha latte, vanilla sweet king cold, cold brew, and vanilla bean frappuccino. Four point seven one, y'all. Okay. <laughs> 4.71 seconds. Not bad, sir. Not bad. <laughs> hey, so listen, uh, before I let you introduce yourself, on behalf of my advisors, my entire team, uh, and everybody that's watching, I thank you for taking the opportunity to come out. I'm super excited. 
to talk about you after reading this article. And at this point in time, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself to everyone watching. The mic is yours. Okay, well, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you guys so much for thinking of me. It's so it's just like such an honor to even be, you know, a guest on the show. I've done my little research and um, what you're doing is awesome. So I just want to say thank you in advance. Mm -hmm. So my name is Latonya Burns. I'm 25 years old. I was born in San Diego, but I was raised in Madisonville, Kentucky. Um, and then after I graduated high school, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I live right now. I'm a single mom and uh, a business owner and a professional dancer. Okay. And, so, and in the Kentucky National Guard. I can't forget to mention that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Kentucky National Guard. So let me let me just say this first off. So um <laughs> Um, you have your, you, you're, you're the co-host or you're the host of a podcast. Yes. The podcast too. Oh, yeah, talk to us that. about this. Okay. So the podcast is called the hood. Um, so basically what it covers is everything motherhood. So it's myself and two other women who are moms as well. So basically we cover, um, topics that are surrounded around motherhood, such as like maybe relationships or how to raise, a son, what or son or a daughter, what our experience experience was um, while we were pregnant, and and just basically how we're coping throughout motherhood as millennials. So um, we've been doing that almost a year now. It's been it's been amazing to just connect with the other two and learn a little bit about their motherhood journey, as well as inspiring other mothers as well. Um, it's just a place for us to be transparent, and it's. The good thing about it is that we've gotten a lot of great feedback because sometimes as moms, we don't really talk about our journey. Mm -hmm. So having that platform there just allows people to realize, okay, I'm not going through these things alone. You know, there are other people in this world who are experiencing motherhood as well. So mm -hmm. so before I ask you this next question, first on Collier, uh, the public relations advisor. Look, there she is chiming in. And I'm about to say something. I, is it okay if I link you two together? Because she's working on a project um, that I would like for you all to bounce some ideas off. And she knows exactly where I'm going with this. And I know you're probably like, what in the world is he talking about? But I'm going to link you with this great professional. And she's working on a project uh, in the uh, coming, uh, coming future that we're going to do something here on NCOPD Live somewhere in the ball uh, ballpark of what you were just talking about and a little bit more in depth. And I think that you will bring some value added uh, to uh, look, see, my public relations advisor. You know? That is that she knows the mind of the TPSGL. So I think that you will be great for this, this, uh, this topic of discussion that we're going to do. So I'm going to link y'all two together. Uh, is it okay if I send her your number? Oh, absolutely, yes. Okay, yes. I was talking to her, but okay, yeah, great. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, so before, so before we get into the, the the talking point, so how often how often does this uh this podcast air? And tell us where can we go and find it if we want to listen to it. So we just completed season two. And we haven't we actually haven't released it, but we're thinking about releasing it October third. Um, and you can find it on Apple, Spotify are the two main platforms. And then um, I think SoundCloud as well. But the quality on SoundCloud is not the greatest. Um, but we do have season one out there. I think we covered some uh, topics like surviving motherhood through COVID-19, which was like a really popular topic. 
Um, but yeah, you can find them on those platforms. And we typically air it on Sundays. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. we run into technical difficulties. I'm sure you can kind of relate with mm-hmm. with um, uploading and editing and, and stuff. So sometimes we get it out the next week, um, maybe like Monday or Tuesday. But okay. we try to stay on a routine for Sunday. Okay. And is so uh, are, are you all located in the same area? Like, did you did you know these young ladies or did y'all just happen to meet in crossing or? So um, the girl who actually came up with the idea, her name is Kiera DeShields. Um, I met her. She came. So I teach. I used to teach dance class here in Louisville. So I would teach a Hills class. And so she met me there. Um, mm. And then we just kind of built a dance relationship. So one day she reached out to me and asked if she was like, hey, you know, I really want to start a podcast. I think you'd be the perfect fit. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Um, so then um, the other hosts, they are best friends. So I actually got the chance to meet her and okay. um, grow with her. And so now we're just, we're all, yeah, but yeah, we are, are we all are in the same location. Okay. Wow. That's, that's great. That's awesome. So we have a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to yeah. tell you now, I'm going to make sure I go in. Uh, if I, if I'm looking down at my phone while you're talking is I'm trying to find the hood. Uh, I like, I like that, um, that catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, for calling it the hood motherhood. Cause when you said the hood, I was like, Ugh. I know that's, that's, that's the reaction we get every time I have a cup that I take to work that has the hood on there and people are like the hood and so it gives it's i I love it because that gives me a time to really talk about what it is it's actually motherhood and people are like oh okay 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 okay, great so so the first thing i want to talk to you about is uh professional dancer yeah so how did this how did this come about and, and what and what I understand that it was for a, a team in the local area, right? Yes. Okay, so how did this come about? So okay, to start, I've been dancing my entire life and I've always wanted to dance um professionally. So there was a um indoor football league that was coming here to Louisville, Kentucky. And I just so happened to be scrolling on um, Facebook and found that they were doing auditions and it was literally the next day. And, um, oh, thank you. Uh, It was literally the next day. And um, I was like, man, should I try out? Will it fit in my schedule? So I called my friend, I'm like, what should I do? And, and, you know, they were just encouraging me, just go ahead and just, you know, jump for it, go go for it. So then um, I contacted the number and I was like, hey, um, I know auditions are tomorrow. Is there any way I can submit a video? And so I submitted a video to them. I had to learn the choreography that night. And then the next day I submitted the video. Um, and then they told me that I made a team. So they wanted me to come in and do, no, I had to come in and do, um, I think it was a final audition. So I went in person. And then the next day I found out that I made the team. So, so podcast professional dancer and you have your own you have your own business i do uh-huh okay so talk to us about your business because i'm wrapping all of this up into a question okay but, but even now you have your own business tell us about your business what do you do okay so my business is our nicole cosmetics it's a cosmetic line but it's a mixture of vegan and non-vegan products um so i began my entrepreneurship journey i believe it was 
we first launched December of last year. Um, and I actually named it after my son. His middle name is Alan, but then I named it, also named it after my second oldest sister. Her middle name is Nicole. She says I always leave her out of everything. So I was like, well, I'll just put the two together and it was Alan Nicole. So I loved it. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, it kind of rings. Um, but so I, my products are all affirmation based. Mm-hmm. So my lip gloss is an affirmation. So I have six of them. So it's, I am strong. I'm worthy. I am beautiful. I am brave. I am enough. I'm loved. And then the clear gloss is unity. So I created it as a reminder to speak life into yourself when you feel like maybe, you know, I'm not strong or I can't do it or people don't love me. You know, it's throughout my journey of like life, I've realized that it literally takes you believing that you are these things and then eventually you start to embody that, right? So mm-hmm. we're, I just felt like sometimes we're trained, like if you have a negative perspective on things, sometimes we can go through life and, you know, hard hard times can kind of jade how we think of ourselves. So I wanted to, I remember when I first was launching the product, I was like, God, what should I do? You know, I always seek God first. I'm like, what should I do? You know, I want to make sure that I am walking in my purpose, which it, which is to help other people, um, like rediscover their confidence or, um, you know, self-love, anything of that nature. I wanted to stay true and wanted something that was um, taboo. Um, I wanted to stay or like authentic. So, he was like, affirmations. I'm like, oh yeah, affirmations. I, I do this every day and I know how much it has helped me and allowed me to grow. So I want that for other people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I created the products is um, affirmations. So, and the response that I get after, you know, women use the products, it's exactly what I was aiming for. You know, get testimonies, hey, I say this to myself daily and it makes me feel better about the way I look, how I feel, you know? So, and even I use the products when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I am strong. I'm strong. I can do this, you know? So yeah, so I have a six lip gloss and then next month on the first, I am launching um, a bold matte lipstick. It's titled Mm -hmm. I am bold. And then um, I'm, adding in 3d lashes as well so okay oh wow okay so that's great so so i'm sure um before i go to the next question uh sometime tonight after the show is over you you can go and type the website or where we can find these yeah uh uh-huh okay great great so before we go to the next question so we don't want to we don't want to make alan on the cold feel like they're left out so the tpsgl is going to give them a personal shout out shout out alan and shout out to the younger sister, Nicole. No, the uh, second oldest sister. She's the second middle. oldest sister. Okay. Yeah. Who's the oldest sister? Her name is Charlisa. So I have I have three sisters. There's four of us total. So I have Charlisa, Marlena, Nicole. That's her. She's the one that I named after. And then my um, younger sister, which is Shantae. And then I have um, my adopted sisters, which are is Whitney. So she's my, I think I have four total. Um, and then Alan is my son's middle name. So his first name is Carter. Carter. Yeah. Carter okay, so Alan. All of those names that she just said, 
Shout out for the TPS jail because I did not write. The, I know, right? My guy, my ear, my guy, my ear was like, "Hey," he said, "Don't even try it, right? Yeah, don't even try it." So, shout out to all of those individuals, uh, to the family. I uh, hope they're tuning in and watching the show. So, 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 I want to say, so you're a professional dancer, uh, own business, uh, Starbucks drinker, you know, all of this, and a single mom. Yeah. And you're in the National Guard. Yes. So, um, well, one of the questions I want to ask you is, I didn't see this in the art article. Did this, how did, did this affect, like, when you wanted to play in, uh, like, go and have to dance for games? Like, did this affect your uh, time that you had to go and, like, do drill? How did, how did it, how did it, how were you able to manage being able to drill and being for, you know, being a professional dancer for a team. Man, that sometimes when I when I go back and reflect on that moment, I get fatigued. <laughs> it was so. Some days I got lucky and I didn't have drill, but then on the days that I did have drill, I um, I I think it was, I think I had a total of three games while I was um at drill. Is this one? Yeah, that's yeah, that's my baby sister. Um, so the first game I was like, oh man, I really want to attend this. Um, so I sent, we did this thing called, um, where you can split train. I don't know Mm -hmm. how that works. If you guys can do that with active components, but, um, it's where you can go in one day and the next day you make it up the next, the following week. So I've never, ever in my career put in a split train request, but I was like, it's the first game I'll just see. So I sent it up the chain and then uh, Colonel Stark, he approved it. And I was like, oh, this is great. Okay. So I was able to skip drill on that Saturday and then make it up. So the other two, um, the other two, I actually had to go. So... I think the game was at maybe six o'clock, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And I had to bring all of my stuff with me. So I think that day we like went to window H4 down in Greenville. We, sh- we did a weapons call. I came back or no, I got up at like 6 a.m. I believe we did PT, went to weapons call, came back, finished my online training, stayed until the end of drill took a shower at the armory, mm-hmm. got dressed, and then went straight down to the Young Center. And I was like running to the field to make it on time. So, so, yeah, so. okay. So, so I, so I, I, I have learned since I've been stationed here in Beaumont, I've learned a few uh, reserve terms, a few okay. terms. So I guess you guys call it split training. I think they call it RST, reschedule, reschedule of training. So I did. Le- I did learn that. I learned that. I learned what RST means. So, um, so, so you're 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 a professional dancer. You you're able to uh, you know, work around your schedule, uh, as far as with you know meeting your drill requirements, uh, you know, and still being able to do uh your podcast on a Sunday. And then I read in the article you're a single mom. Mm-hmm. How do you balance? all of this in one person. Okay, so 
two things. First of all, it takes a village, right? So I cannot say that I don't lean on other people because I've gotten to the point in my life where I've realized that sometimes you just going to have to ask and see, hey, can you watch him for just a second while I do this? You know, so I have a lot of great people in my life who have, you know, stepped in and said, hey, just bring him to me for a couple of hours or they keep him overnight or keep him while I do business stuff. Um, but also, you know, when they're when they're busy, it's me and Carter, I've just found that I have to utilize my time wisely. So typically I get off from work, I spend time with Carter, get him down to sleep, and then I have to do my stuff. And sometimes he doesn't go to sleep until like 10 or 11 because he's wondering why I'm still awake. Mm -hmm. um, so that means I have to stay up till like 12 or 1 o'clock to get some stuff done for maybe my business or um, to map out things for the podcast. It's just about extending my time. But then when my body shuts down, I'm like, okay, maybe I should go to sleep. And then I wake back up at maybe like six o'clock and then we'll start over from there. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to a, a battle buddy of mine um, that also has a show on here, uh, my buddy Oz. And we were talking about, uh, having that time for yourself, like that me time. And sometimes you just kind of mentioned it. We have to burn what we call an active duty. We call midnight oil. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of yourself when everybody's asleep and everybody's done. And sometimes that causes you to sacrifice, you know, sleeping or, or doing something that you could be doing otherwise to better yourself. So being in the national guard and, um, I'm pretty sure uh, you've been to PME schools or whatever. And being that it's the one army school system, sometimes you can go to a school where it's active duty, National Guard and RTPU. Yes. Do you notice the difference in cultures uh, between the different components? Just from my experience, mm -hmm. I haven't had a lot of experience active duty besides those classes and um, AIT and basic training. What I will say is um, the, the Kentucky National Guard is really family oriented. I don't know how that is with the active components, but we really embrace family. So mm -hmm. there's not a lot of working after hours. Um, I mm -hmm. think one time I, I was like sending an email at it like eight or nine o'clock and then the next day i came in they were like burns what are you doing you should be with your family mm. um and so even because i my unit first shout out to 75th troop command they're an amazing unit um okay. so they're very family oriented there's probably about 30 of us there so it's really intimate and i remember there was a time where my son's dad had to go to at and I, I don't think he was old enough to go to daycare or something like that. I can't remember mm -hmm. the scenario specifically, but I had to bring Carter to work with me. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like all hands on deck. You know, people were bringing in like toys from their kid's house. And when I needed to get some work done, I would take him to the supply room and he'll sit in there. So it's just really um, family oriented. And if we ever have an issue, you know, everyone is there, they're hands-on, they're so supportive. So that's what I would say. I don't know about the active, active component, um, mm -hmm. but I would say, like, in the Guard, it's, it's just very family-oriented. And that's what I like about the Guard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
so I so I've I've noticed uh uh well being an instructor uh at the academy at the logistics non commissioned officer academy in Fort Lee. Shout out to them, the largest non commissioned officer academy in the United States. Um, we would have we would have students uh, that would come that were AGR, National Guard, TPU, active duty, and the the difference the difference between uh, those com uh, those composts uh, there's there's a huge difference, and but even though it's it's one army school system. The, the thought process of how an active duty uh, soldier may look at something or active duty leader may look at something versus the way uh, a TPU soldier or a National Guard soldier will look at something. And one of the things that I, I found out a lot, now a lot of people may get upset when I say this, but it's the truth. Because uh, I've seen it before where some active duty people will look down on TPUs and National Guards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, see that? It just came out. See, I, I pulled it out of you. And and before I give you a chance to respond, uh, which is one of the reasons why I invited you to the show, because I'm like, we never know what our National Guard or TPU counterparts are doing. They're doing great things, but we tend to look down on them because that we, that we call them Weekend warriors, yeah. Exactly. So, how do you, how do you, what do you, what, what would be your message to those type of individuals that think like that? Because they're out there. Let's just be honest. Let's address the elephant in the room. What is your message? I would say, just give us a chance. Mm -hmm. Give us a chance, because that's the thing. That's the that's the phrase. Is we're weekend warriors, right? So, um. Because of that reason, some people a lot. Well, I wouldn't say everyone, but some people look at us differently. Like, why are they here? You know. Mm. But um, in the National Guard, right, we have AGRs who work full time. So we're mm. doing the exact same thing that an active component is doing. We just go home at night, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. um, the same thing, the exact same thing. We're just not on a base somewhere you know mm -hmm. so we have to board for those jobs to work we get the same benefits everything but we have to board for those jobs so it can get competitive in a way um but yeah it's, i mean we, we pretty much do the same thing we have units that are that deploy and are deploying um so it's just depending on where you're at in your career you may work a civilian job and then you come in on the weekend which is okay yes. because there's there most of those people are going to college because the National Guard Kentucky National Guard pays a hundred percent tuition. So oh wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, see, so that's something that yeah. maybe individuals didn't know. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they pay hundred percent tuition. Um and so most of the I wouldn't say majority, but most of the weekend warriors, they attend college. And they're in ROTC. So um, those are the things that they're doing. And then they come in on the weekend. Okay. But then we also like, um, like the guard protects the community as well. So when we had like, for instance, in Louisville, Kentucky, we did, we had the um, protesting here. Mm -hmm. So our units here in Kentucky were activated to work a state active duty mission. Mm-hmm. So it's in a way, it's like a state deployment, kind of. 
Yeah. But yeah. So that, go ahead. And then also we have units here who are actually deploying and they're going to the border, you know, just things like that. So um, even though people assume that we're weakened warriors, yes and no. Yeah. So yeah. that so that that's one of the reasons. So you so your AGR? I so I'm ADOS. ADOS. Okay, so I, I've learned I've learned what that is. Oh, you so do know what that is? I know I, I don't know what the acronym stands for, oh. but I know what is it? Active duty on operational support. Operational support. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm ADOS, but 1095 exempt, meaning that I can so with ADOS orders, I think you're up to three years and then you have to come off orders. Mm-hmm. Um, so with my position, I don't have, I can retire from it, but I'm, I'm a DTC here. So I'm a drug testing coordinator for Kentucky. Yeah. I, Cause we, we were going to talk about that. Cause when I seen your signature block, when, uh, when my, uh, assistant forwarded me the email, I was like, I was like, drug, I was like, what? So yeah. you know, I, asked you, I was actually, I asked you about, it. I was like, what is this? So what do you, what do you do for, the Kentucky Army National Guard, like you're, what are you? Because you're 92 Yankee slash Alpha, right? Yeah, so I'm a 92 Yankee slash Alpha, but I am in the S3, so I'm in operations, but that's on my end day side. Um, but my full time, I'm a drug testing coordinator, so I work at the G1 in Frankfurt. So basically, what I do is, do you know UPO? So when you guys get yes. okay, so I train all of the UPOs at the units, really? Yeah, and then I process the urine. And I send the urine to the lab to be tested. Um, oh my god! I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> then, yeah, you know. And then I get to be, unfortunately, the bear bad news. Um, so I have to report positive cases. Um, but then also I look at it as a good thing because we can get soldiers help and the assistance that they need. So I recommend them to um, rehabilitation programs. Um, I prepare units for deployments. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, that's that's pretty much interesting because we we call it yeah UPL and um, I think now the army calls it Sud C. Uh, really? Yeah, I believe it's called Sud C. Um, it's been a while, it's been a while since I've been to the course. Actually, they're trying to get me to go back and recertify. Um, but so so um, you do this on a daily basis, so you're on ADOS orders, so. <laughs> Um, and then once the the weekend for you all to come in, of course, then you're in your your green suit. You're actually a soldier, and you work in. I bless this. So I don't want to say supply cage because I got beat. Okay, so what do y'all call it? It's a, it is a supply what? No, I don't work in supply. I just okay, you don't. Yeah, so okay. I'm, I'm one of those people who have the MOS, but they don't actively do their job. Unfortunately, that's because I'm in operations. So um, I'm an assistant um, operations NTO. Mm-hmm. So I'm usually in there with um, the higher ups and as we plan and prepare for like AT or for drill weekends. Um, so that's what I do full time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not, a, that's not, a, but see, now I'm kind of getting off topic because yeah. this is like professional development. Like, Sometimes working outside of your MOS is not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people be like, hey, well, you know, I'm not doing my job. And, you know, uh, you know, this this sucks. But I believe in if you are out working outside of your MOS, uh, you can look at this two ways. You can look at this as I can sit here and, and, and be subtle about this and mope and complain about everything that goes on. Or 
I'm going to be the best at whatever it is that they're asking me to do. So when Absolutely. I get my, my write-up, then, you know, I'm able to, you know, separate myself from my peers because the Army looks at me as a diverse NCO. Your thoughts? Oh, I, I agree, especially for your NCO yards. Um, I actually encourage every soldier out there to not only do their job specifically, especially if you're in the National Guard and you're wanting to obtain an AGR job, um, you want to be well-rounded, right? So you're going in there and you say, oh, I've been in supply for, what, two or three years. But mm -hmm. then you have someone that comes in behind you. They've been in operations. They've done supply. They've, they've been in a 42 Alpha. So that makes that soldier more of a competition because they've already, you know, they when when your leadership is looking for someone to step in maybe as like an acting first sergeant or a debt sergeant they want to look at someone who's able to do everything not just mm -hmm. one thing you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i think it's great to kind of get your hands in different different uh, mos's or um, different sections mm -hmm. let's talk about let's talk about teach coaching and mentoring so when you have the the soldiers come in on the weekend and you're there every day in the office and now you're in the green suit you're in the, you're in the uniform and you're working at staff how do you find time to still train teach coach and mentor well i like to say teach coach and train because mentorship is on a personal one-on-one -on -one level when a person come and asks you to be a mentor so how do you keep yourself involved or engaged with soldiers to help teach coach and train them so there's two parts to that. So first, unfortunately, I don't have any soldiers in my section. Mm -hmm. um, it's just me and then my supervisor. Mm -hmm. However, I do take the time to get to know the soldiers in our unit because our unit is so small. Um, mm -hmm. How I do that is if like we have a moment where I am able to be around them, I catch up with them. How's your week? How's everything going? You said last year, last week you were in school. So how's your school going? Are you satisfied with your career? You know, just, just little things. And then they start to open up and then they ask me questions and then I go from there. Or if we're doing um, like PT and they have questions about how to conduct PRT. Okay, this is what you do. Walk them through it. So I just try to find little moments where I am available to those soldiers to um, give them little nuggets to be successful, and then I go back to my uh, okay section. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't I don't get to um, have a one on one daily with soldiers just when I can. Yeah. So you talked about something that the chief of staff's number one, one of his top priorities right now is people first. Oh, absolutely. And and I think I think sometimes we as leaders, we we tend to forget that. And uh, I was talking to an individual. Uh, I, I know him very well. And um, uh, he recently had uh, uh, a death, an unexpected death in the family. And I was talking to him this morning and, and we were talking and we were talking about people first and how people can be so nonchalant to understand that, hey, I just buried my grandfather or I just buried my uncle. And the first thing you talk to me about is, hey, when are you coming back to work? Oh my but I noticed that you say like when you get an opportunity to talk to these soldiers, you know, one of the first things you're asking about. So, hey, so how's school? 
you know, you know, how did you do in that class or, or you know, how, how is the degree coming along? Which tells me that you first and foremost, you know your soldiers. And I think I've read this somewhere. I know my soldiers and I will always place their knees above my own. I believe I've read that somewhere. And it's like, it's yeah. called Creed. It's your Creed. I don't know. It's your Creed, right? <laughs> so, so how important is it for leaders to be actively engaged with their soldiers, especially when we're pushing the people's first uh, initiative and being concerned actually about what that soldier has going on. How important is that? Oh my gosh, it's, it's very, very, very important. I know there's that saying out there, you don't know what people are going through. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. And then, and I think the reason why it's so important is especially for me, you know, coming up young in the ranks, there was always this notion where, oh, you always have to be, to be you can't let people know that you're weak and all of this stuff. So in turn, you don't really talk about the struggles that you're going through, or you don't feel like you have anyone that you can open up to because you always have to be performing. You always have to make sure, you know, you're doing everything that your leaders say, but nobody ever, it seems like people don't reach back to the younger, you know, the younger generation or um, ju junior enlisted and ask them like, hey, are you doing okay outside of the military? How is your mental health? You know, so um, that was something that I realized whenever I was a PFC and a specialist. So I wanted to make sure I made that part of my journey as an NCO is to always check on my soldiers. Um, because a lot of people think, oh, they're not shooting well because they're not good. Well, no, maybe they had a horrible night last night and they can't focus. But you don't know that until you talk to your soldiers. So it's it's so important. So another thing that uh, this gentleman and I was talking about, and I want to ask you this question. So um, do you believe in your own professional opinion? And this is not according to Army, but this is according to Sergeant Burns. Do you believe in your own professional opinion that leaders should have a level of vulnerability to allow their soldiers to see that, hey, I hurt too. And I, and I say this before you answer the question, because a lot of times we as leaders, we tell our soldiers, Hey, make sure you go take care of yourself. Make sure you go take care of yourself. But the soldier don't never see the leader. All they see is that, hey, this leader got it together. This leader got it together. Do you believe in your own professional opinion that there should be some type of vulnerability uh, that a leader could show a soldier that, hey, I hurt just like you do? Oh, absolutely. And I think that will allow soldiers to be able to open up more about what they're going through. Um, I know that with being in the, um, being a drug testing coordinator, I've found that, you know, substance abuse is real. And it's really because, you know, people are going through things, but they don't have an outlet. So um, they use substances as a substitute for that. So I think, you know, as leaders, if we take a step back and we're vulnerable with our soldiers, maybe they can at some point come to you and you can help get them help as well. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's funny that you said that because um, speaking of substance abuse, and I, and I know this is not one of the, the uh, talking points that we talked about, but uh, substance abuse awareness, I don't feel that we talk about that enough in the military. And I know 
we we have the, the you know the quarterly or the annual training that we're supposed to do but uh i think it needs to be more focused because uh like you said there there are people and even and i want every soldier and leader to hear what i'm what i'm about to say do not ever think or be naive to think that you can't go into something or that you can't be faced with something that you possibly won't turn to substance abuse because it's because when you're at a point where you don't know what else to do like you you're at a point where and obviously we don't we don't wish suicide on anybody but one of the first things people turn to is substance abuse yeah you know when you have a bad day at work oh man i gotta go home i gotta go have a drink yeah you know be be cognizant of be cognizant of that because that could be a seed that's being planted you know you said you you said you were going to starbucks i know i'm gonna put your business out there what out of seven days five days a week yeah five days a week and it was but i mean it's comical but before you realized you sat down you said you had to do the math like that's ten dollars a day that's fifty dollars a week like you know but but we don't yeah. but we don't we don't look at it like that because we just feel like that that's our kryptonite that's what we turn yes. to and 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 before you know it you know one drink a day turns to two or two drinks a day turn to three three drinks a day turn to drinking on the job in the parking lot yeah. while you're at work you know be, because you're so bogged down about what's going on in your life that you feel that you don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. And I like how you said it, that uh, substance abuse is real. Oh, and a lot of leaders, if we would just ask the question, you know, hey, you know, I I, I know the last time we came to the range, you shot 39. Right now, right now you're not qualifying. Hey, what's what's going on with you? Yeah. Or even creating a, um, a positive work environment. That's something that I've seen in my career. So at the unit that I'm at, absolutely love it there because mm -hmm. they're they're great leaders and they make the working environment a positive space, you know. So mm -hmm. even if you do something wrong, they don't yell at you, they teach you, mm -hmm. right? So they teach you and they show you mm -hmm. and then they praise you, mm -hmm. right? So and I and I feel like in my career as a junior enlisted soldier, whenever I was like a uh, specialist or PFC, you know, it was, oh, you're wrong. Let me do it. You know, instead of, yes, there is a such thing as toxic leadership. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it was, hey, you're doing it wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. You're doing wrong. You're doing wrong. But it, there was never a moment where it was like, hey, you're doing a great job, but this is how we can make you better. You know, so, um, and I think with that being in that kind of environment daily, it can almost feel like you're not a great soldier because the person is telling you you're doing something wrong every day. So mm -hmm. in turn, you know, you feel a certain way about yourself. Am I performing? And so it can cause depression. It can cause all, all kinds of things. So I think even in that sense, making sure that you're creating a positive work environment for your soldiers as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about, you said uh, that even if you're doing something wrong, they teach you, they show you, then they praise you. Yeah. Most leaders, when was the, I want to ask this question. I almost want to say it's rhetorical, but 
Everybody's watching. When was the last time you told your soldier that they did a good job? Like everybody that's watching. When's the last time you told your soldier that they did a good job on time? Yeah, you know, on, on, on whatever. Yeah. But, but the, the status quo or the normalcy that's out there nowadays is that we're quick as leaders to get on the soldier about something that they did wrong. But we don't but we don't we don't praise them for when they do things right. And I want to talk about effective communication. Effective. Sometimes, yeah, you're gonna to have to get at a soldier, and 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 you don't have to use, uh, you know, prof profanity or anything like that. Sometimes it's, hey, sir, why why did you why did you do that, son Burns? Like, what what were you thinking? What were you yeah. thinking when you did that? Now, delivery and tone. I I teach this a lot on this show. Delivery yeah. and tone goes a lot of weight. Now yeah. you heard how I just said that. Mm -hmm. If I came to you and be like. God dang, Son Burns, what the heck were you thinking? Yeah, now, I don't that makes Son Burns completely shut down, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So talk to me about why effective communication, delivery, and tone is very important when you're talking to even your senior superior, your senior peers or subordinates alike, or even your junior soldiers. Why is effective communication important? It goes back to me saying you do not know what the soldiers are going to are going through, yeah. right? So if you're not connecting with your soldiers, you don't know much about your soldiers. All you know is that they work for you. You don't know that maybe they go home and they get yelled at every day. And so that is another trauma that they face. And then they come into work and have to hear it from you as well. Right. Mm -hmm. But I found with my soldiers is that when you praise them, they'll go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Those things you don't even have to ask, you know, they just do it because there's a sense of, of pride there when like oh man i want to make sergeant burns happy proud of me you know she's going to uplift me you know so then you get good results from your soldiers rather than them doing it out of fear of being yelled at you yeah. know makes a whole lot of sense yeah so um i want to transition i i i feel the need that i you first sorry we got to get her back that that motherhood i'm starting to hear the motherhood in you yeah it's the nurturing good. part of me it, it is it is a nurturing <laughs> part of you uh former sma mckinney is checking in former uh, sergeant major of the army said uh ask clarifying questions before you provide a solution those open in questions to get them to open up Absolutely. your thoughts oh no i i agree 100 yeah so single mom and uh, when I'm listening to you talk, when we were even talking in the, in the uh, green room, and even uh, I saw how I saw how you interacted with Carter yesterday. Yeah. And I, I saw there it is, y'all. I saw this glow about this young lady when her son came in, and he was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Like he's trying to look around. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, um, being a mother. What would be I want is and I got two questions before we go. What okay. is the most challenging thing to you about being a mother? Uh I think separating from him is the most challenging thing. I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'm okay with that, but I've learned to be able to cope and but my anxiety just leaving him, I always think the worst. Mm -hmm. But I've had to like retrain my brain and, and think, okay, he's okay. Carter's mm -hmm. okay. You can drop him off to his his Mimi's house. He's okay. You can drop him off. But that's 
that's the hardest thing for me is is separating from him. Um, and then also, I think sometimes just managing every um, my day to day life. I mm -hmm. always look back and I'm like, am I spending enough time with him? So I'm like really critical in that area. I want to make sure that I'm dedicating enough time to him because I don't want him to grow up. And then I'm like, man, I should have, you know, spent more time with him and not giving him, giving him his tablet all day, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm very uh, anal about that part. That's, that's, mm -hmm. Those two are probably the most difficult things. But other than that, Carter is my best friends. We literally do everything together. So that brings me to this question. What yeah. is the most joyous thing about being a mother? Him, literally him. I I love being a parent to Carter. He's so fun. His personality is beautiful. When I'm sad, it's like he, he knows when I'm sad. So he's like super loving. And I don't know. I just love him. We, he's like, literally, I when I say my best friend, he's my best friend. He's very active, y'all. Very, oh my very God. active. <laughs> He, he's he very is, active. He is yeah. Very active. He is one that he's not camera shy. Oh no! Hey, hey mom, who who are you talking? Yeah. Who is that? You know, he's. Yeah. But, I mean, but he has a personality, and uh, I'll I'll say this. I probably would have uh, probably waited to say it in the green room, but he has a personality. Uh, just seeing him for that short time that I seen him yesterday, and um, what. Why do people call when I'm on camera? Uh, but 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 so just for the short time that I seen him yesterday and getting to interview you uh, yesterday and then talking to you prior to that as the show got ready to come along. When I say that you two, you both are so much alike. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't even have the words. Yeah. He's this bubbly personality. And do you remember when I first talked to you on the phone when my assistant sent me the email and I saw your number and I got a chance to call you? And you were like, hi, Sergeant Hicks. Oh, yeah. my God. I was going to lie. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you were so on. mellow. I was like, man. Yeah, I was like, yeah. But you were like all bubbly and excited. That's and then when I saw him yesterday, yeah, when I saw him yesterday, he was like, you know, just like. Hey, you're like, hey, what's, yeah. you're like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, hey, guy, what's going on? He is not camera shot whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I want to ask you this, and then we'll go into our closing comments. Okay. Um, what would be your message to leaders out there uh, being able to juggle being a co-host of a podcast, professional dancer, uh, own business, uh, work every day at the armory, on ADOS orders and still be uh, a National Guard soldier. Yeah. There may be somebody out there struggling to juggle just two to three things, but you're juggling four to five and even sometimes six. I would like you to look into the camera and give that person a message in how they can overcome the things or how to manage and balance what they're going through. Mike is yours. Do not limit yourself. That's first thing. Don't limit yourself. Set a schedule, time management, anything that you want to do, you can do. You just have to believe you can do it and then act, actively act on it. Don't take no for an answer and never give up. So, yo, it's crazy because three of those things, well, two really, but three, I would say the third one uh, is, but two things that um, my team tells me all the time. Uh, first of all, 
don't set don't set a limit for yourself. And I and I and anybody that knows me, I always say I don't let society put me in the box. Oh no. So some of the guests that I've had on this platform, uh, I've just like I'm just gonna ask them like like what's what what's the worst they can say? They can tell me yay or nay. Yeah. Right. So the definitely don't limit yourself. And then um, um, uh, what was the other one? I'm just having a, I'm having a brain for it. Um, what was it? Uh, set a schedule. Now, I'm, okay. So let me just say this: I've been known uh, before I got an assistant that I would back up uh, scheduling people for this show. I've double booked people to be on at the same day. Which is why I don't touch my schedule. Okay, I I can look at it on my on my phone, but I can't make no adjustments to it. Now yeah. that's that's crazy, right? Because I because I'll jack it up. But having that set schedule, when a person lets me know, like, oh, I got I got an alert. I got to sit with Sean Burns tonight at nineteen hundred. You know, and I got to you know sit with her from nineteen hundred to possibly nineteen thirty. Or I got this going on. I got this meeting. It, it has helped me, and actually, it has made. Uh, my my life and my job a little bit more easier, which is why I was probably a little bit more mellow when I met you because Miss Veronica and them was doing everything behind yeah. the scenes. They were talking to you, and I'm I'm just at work yeah. doing whatever I'm doing, and then I see an email come up like, "Oh, I'm scheduling you to talk to him on so and so, so and so." And then next, you know, my phone beat, and I saw I had a calendar alert, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's scheduled. Okay, she got a number on here. Okay, let me call her in." You know. I couldn't do that by myself. Man, shout out to your assistants. Yeah. She, yeah awesome. she's, she's nice lady, man. Nice uh, civilian lady. I've been knowing her for a while. Uh, volunteered to work. You know, just everybody on my team is they, they volunteer. Like, I don't, they don't get paid. Like, my assistant, my public relations advisor, first Sergeant Collier, that I'm going to link you with, she wanted to volunteer to help. Uh, my marketing director. Uh, that posts all our flyers and does our marketing and and also uh, my systems administrator that uploads our stuff. All they volunteers, people that run my Instagram page and Twitter page. You know, they're all they're all volunteers. Mm. Like I could not manage all of that by myself. And you said it earlier; it takes a village. So we talk about running this podcast. It takes a lot of people that help the TPSGL keep this podcast running because as it has grown over the years, I couldn't possibly do the things that they do uh, by myself and do it effectively. So definitely like that. So we're at the top of the hour. So I'm going to give you the opportunity uh, for your closing remarks, any shout outs, whatever you want, any books that you may read or any leadership tidbits. That you would like everybody know, ma'am, the mic is yours. Okay, shout out first of all to my family, my mom, Tanya, um, my granny, Joanne, um, all of my sisters that I mentioned earlier, Duran, Mimi, um, the Hood Podcast, all of my friends, everybody that supports me throughout my journey. I'm sure I probably forgot someone, but thank you guys and thank you all for inviting me on here. It's it's still shocking to me it's not often that i get to get on here and use my voice so i'm just very thankful for the opportunity okay one last question before i give my uh my uh closing remarks so the article how how did how did that how did that come about and if you all haven't read the article 
Uh, we'll post it in the page as well. But how did this article come about? Like, when did you find out they wanted to talk to you? I'm st it still blows me away. So I think I deleted my messenger. And so something told me to just download it back on Facebook. So I did. And I saw that I had like a, um, a uh, message request. It wasn't mm -hmm. in my main inbox, but it was like on the side. And so I clicked on it and then, and I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm sorry if he's watching. But uh, he um, he said, hey, Sunburns, I work at NGB um, mm -hmm. and I've scrolled through your Facebook, saw some of the things that you do. And we would really like to do an article on you. And at first I thought it was a scam. I'm just going to be honest because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that are in my inbox and, you know, they just, it's just really scammy in there. So I thought mm -hmm. it was, scam. so I was like, I was like, mm, I don't know. So I told him to email me on my military um, email so I could see if he was in global. And he in fact was, and it said that he was part of the marketing crew at uh, NGB. And I was like, oh, wow. So his team contacted me and, um, they were like, okay, we're going to link you up with Insider. And I was like, Insider? Like, actual Insider? Mm -hmm. So I did my research and I was like, Insider? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um, it was a team from Insider who had emailed me and, and we set up an interview. And it was probably about 20 people who were on the call that worked with Business Insider. And... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we did the inter interview virtually, and then I think three months later, it, the article was published. I didn't even know it was published. One of my battle buddies sent it to me. She was like, hey, Tim Burns, have you seen this? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, very thankful. I'm still taken back by that. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Sean Burns, I definitely want to tell you, um, once again, uh, on behalf of my advisors, uh, my entire team, especially got a shout out to my public relations advisor, uh, first sergeant Collier, because uh, she brought me the interview second, and then um, uh, Miss Veronica uh, for bringing me the uh, the article uh, the first time. Um, but I thank you on behalf of all of us here at NCOPD yeah. Live for uh, taking the time out to come and and be on the show, uh, sharing your thoughts and your wisdom and your uh, your knowledge uh, about being a single mom. Uh, talking to us about the hood. I'm going to go, I'm telling you now, I'm going to yeah, go no. listen to some of this. So you'll probably be getting, you'll probably be getting a uh, a text message from me okay. uh, probably tomorrow because I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to an episode or two. Uh, you, you know who, you know this? Yeah, she's a, she's actually uh, one of the podcast hosts. Lecrae. Oh, is she? Yeah, hey, Chris. Okay. Oh, hey. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I am going to go and listen to a couple of episodes of uh the hood yeah uh, here shortly because i because i want to know i want to know what it's about and if i if i know first on collier she's already on it she's yeah, you're already laugh. probably yeah. listening to it you know um she's probably listening <laughs> hey y'all you're, you're, you're gonna laugh we have some we have some real moments but we really were like dedicated to just being true and authentic so there's some funny stuff in there too it's it's a really great podcast okay great great um so I'm definitely I'm def I'm definitely interested to hear and uh and see what it is and I don't know maybe um maybe we can collaborate so so we have another show here so there's there's four shows up under this brand uh you have the actual NCOPD live show yeah 
Uh, then you have Let's Talk About It. That's uh, by Oz. And then you have um, you have the uh, Thrive Legion. I definitely want to link you with. I definitely want to link you with Coach K as well. Phenomenally phenomenal. And then we have a show called Saturday Morning Sizzler. Uh, uh, it's like the Breakfast Club. Oh, so cool. it's more so it's more so not geared toward military, but um, it's myself, Oz, Coach K, and Kiwana Phillips. K, I call her KP. Uh, Sergeant Major Select. She's in the academy right now uh, to become a Sergeant Major. So. I want to link you. I want to link you with these individuals because what I'm what I'm feeling and I'm seeing right now, you have a talent that I definitely want to tap into, and I definitely want to get the exposure to you and your and to you and your team. So um, I'm going to link you with some individuals. Okay. Uh, and, and we're going to do we're going to do some collaboration uh, here in the near future, uh, and I look forward to it. So uh, your bubbly personality. Like it was just great from the first time I talked to you, even though you was kind of all over the map. And I was like, yeah, all right, so check it out. I gotta tell you something so I can get on, you know. But you've been authentic and genuine from from Jump Street. And that's one of the things I like about um about talking to guests. And so you have my number. So one thing uh that my guests do, you're now connected to me. If yeah. there's anything that we can do. Uh, here at NCOPD Live, feel free, reach out, let us know. You got my number, call me directly and say, hey, I got this idea. I'm trying to do this. Can you help us out? And if we can facilitate it, trust me, we will be there. So thank you again uh, for being on the show, okay? Yes, thank you so much for inviting me. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of NCOPD Live. Remember, once again, she is going to post her uh her uh cosmetic yes, yes. website and things in the in the uh in the comments also when i said about the other uh the other individual uh please tell the masses that i am too a staff sign i'm a mom with a kid that has eczema and came up with a lotion that works great to treat eczema symptoms okay so i'm gonna come back tomorrow at work uh you know i'll be back on tomorrow and i'm gonna talk more about the mason jar is phenomenal. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people's gonna go check out the lip gloss and everything and try to, you know, got get the uh, I'm I'm what is the affirmations? I'm loved, I'm brave, I'm enough, I'm strong, I'm worthy, I'm beautiful, and unity and unity. Yes, so go check that out as well. Hey, these individuals, these young, these young ladies are out here making things happen. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Y'all know the motto out there. Everybody say it with me. If you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it, then you have just created a new standard. And at the end of the day, their issue is never with you, but their issue is with the standard. This has been yours truly, Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the professional SGL with my special guest tonight, Sergeant Latanya Burns. We'll yes. be seeing you all again next week. Have a good night, everybody. On behalf of my advisors, the NCOPD Live team, we would like to thank tonight's special guests and for all of you that have tuned in to tonight's show. Until next week, we'll be seeing you soon. Have a great evening. Good night.